What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refine Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refine Nationers? Welcome back to the Refine Nation Station, the podcast. Our topic as we continue forward is still titled Love Like Jesus. That's right. Oh, man, we've been doing the Love Like Jesus Challenge. Today is day 12 of the challenge, and I am so excited. Today's topic is actually called Leaving a Legacy, and I'm excited because we have two special guests here. They're very dear to my heart, very wonderful people, and uh, they are actually my family. So please, Give a warm welcome to Karen Poole. She's a retired governmental worker, and she's also a mother, a wife, a visionary, and so much more. She has been working in the government for 33 years and finally has had the opportunity to say goodbye. So please welcome her here. We also have Sean the Farmer, who is a mother, a wife, an entrepreneur. She is a business owner of Legacy Builders Group. Her business aids to assisting families in order to help establish them to maintaining and creating wealth. So give a warm welcome to both of them as they come and join us today, Refine Nation. And we're really just going to speak about uh, different things involving and including leaving a legacy. So I'm super excited that they are both here today. Welcome, ladies. How are you ladies doing today? I'm doing great. Hey, Sunita. All is well. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Shonda, can you just tell me quickly or just briefly, I guess, so that the Refine Nation knows exactly like about Legacy Builders Group? Can you just tell us a little brief snippet about what you do over there and how it all came to be? Yeah, the, the motivation behind Legacy Builders stemmed from a sincere passion to just help families build generational wealth. So we look to help families understand how to strengthen their position, not just spiritually, but overall financial mindset. Wow, that's incredible. I don't know about you guys, but we just need more people out here to do stuff like that. I think if we all come together, make life a lot easier if we all came together just helping one another to build legacies for each other's family or even your own family. I think that's really um, powerful, really. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do, go ahead and get into the topic discussions for the day, 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 as we are going to go ahead and get started. But before we get into the details of leaving a legacy, go ahead and follow the podcast. Be sure to share it with a friend or two. Also, be sure to rate the podcast. No, really, please rate the podcast. Thanks. As we go ahead and talk about leaving a legacy. John 10, 10 says, the thief does not come, but to steal, kill and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What I love about this is it literally is showing that Jesus is the legacy, that God cared so much about us as humans and that in which he had created, that he would send his son uh, to come down on earth for us to be not only saved uh, from sin and saved from the curse of the law, but to ultimately we will become part of God's legacy. It, as the Bible also states that we are not just heirs, but joint heirs of Christ. And what a beautiful thing that God will feel it is important enough for him to allow us to be a part of his legacy. So the first question is, how do we begin to change the patterns or mindset in the African-American community when it relates to leaving a legacy for our children and the generations to come. 
So anybody want to just, you know, get started, kind of talk about that. I think it's important that as we continue to build and develop that in learning as we go along, we tell others because those mindsets will change and it'll help to kind of strengthen the community. But yeah, what do you think? I think it's important first to understand our past and why certain patterns are actually in place. When you understand the barriers that led you to the current situation, then you can work to actually denounce those strongholds and implement the kingdom values and mindsets leading you to that next level. So this goes back for me to the Willie Lynch syndrome and how the system was set up to actually weaken and destroy the family, negating that uh, the ability to advance as a whole. I do believe a lot of the breakdown of the family and the household in the United States specifically has been linked to the teardown of our families. These separate households and the brokenness of our community, they minimize our financial leverage because we lose the economy scales when, you know, we operate as such. Like I hear a lot of times, like people talk about maybe black on black crime, or do you feel as though this kind of like makes us to take a longer road or take a longer toll to get to where we're trying to be as African Americans, or really even as a race in general, even as a human race, really, um, instead of just helping and pulling one another along. Well, I think for me, again, it's understanding the past and how to slowly break those barriers. Okay, okay. All right, so um, do you think that it's possible to change the trajectory of how we train our children when it comes to um, becoming business owners and entrepreneurs as well as teaching how to build well? I agree. I believe it's possible. I think that, again, in the past, we've relied on our school systems only to teach our children, which kind of sets them up to just be workers for jobs. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing, you know, in itself. But in addition to being, you know, a good steward of our money, uh, the creation of wealth, it kind of limits, you know, the resources that we actually bring in. In order to have, you know, the resources to invest in things that will profit us generationally, we have to be creative in how we increase our cash flows. Okay. So that creativity can be displayed in ways of building a business that actually taps into the uneconomic need. That's interesting. I think about how, like, growing up for me, I guess I would say, you know, the goal was to go through high school and then college and then um, get a nine to five. And then from there, whatever else, you know, comes next. But that doesn't always work for every individual because everybody is made uniquely. And it's kind of like you're in school and you're, you know, you're taking these particular classes and the classes really don't fit the box of who you are. You have to fit the box of the classes. There may be some things in your life that you really want to do. The truth of the matter is, I think these are things that we need to think about um, as legacy builders, because who's to say that you and I are only supposed to be like, you're a go- you did governmental work. You love, I don't know if you loved it, but you did well there. Let's give it up for it. You did well there, family. And so, but who's to say that, you know, there's not more on your heart other than doing or outside of doing governmental work. You know, maybe there are some things like, man, when I was a child, I wanted to do this, but I didn't get a chance to because I was taught to do this. And so I did it and I did it well, you know. Right. You know, being a government worker, um, I'm going to say that there is a time period where you become, I want to say, put in the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You're in that hamster wheel. Um, life happens, and the only thing you want to do is survive. Mm-hmm. It, it's called survival. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, if you you tend to leave that childhood passion behind, mm-hmm. and I believe it wholeheartedly, that your gifts and your passions are displayed at a very young age. But we tend to divert away from it when life happens. We become 
uh, mothers, we become, um, you know, we become parents, not just, I'm saying mothers, mothers, well, parents. Right, right, right. Um, life just happens. So you tend to get away from your, your passion. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're breathing, you can always go back and revisit it. Right, right. And there, Oprah did it. Oprah mm-hmm. uh, did a beautiful show for many, many years. But Oprah said time went by so quickly mm-hmm. during that time period she was on the air. And she said she just had to stop and say, wait a minute. This is not what I really want to do. Wow. So 33 years, yeah, I worked. I served my time as a government employee. But now it's the time to perhaps go back and... Do some other things. That Do some other things. Heart. That's on my heart. Yeah. And I don't have those distractions anymore. Yeah, I beautiful. call them distract- distractions. Yeah. But um, And maybe God can actually speak to me now mm. without the distractions. Wow. 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 That's powerful. That's powerful. Because I think a lot of times, uh, we because we have learned how to, like you said, survive, um, we kind of have limited ourselves in thriving in this society. Where we're actually ahead in like, you know, being able to do things that others have not had the opportunity to do. And like you said, it's definitely not too late. Shout out to everybody who's retired and worked hard all their life. Like for real, like shout out to you You guys are the VIPs for sure. Like, you know, my hat goes off to you because without you, we wouldn't know what work ethic is, to be honest. You know what I mean? So shout out to you for that. But I definitely want to know, like, now that we're in this, now you're in a new season, you find yourself in a new season of life where you're, you're, um, you've gone from working in, in the government and now you are going to the next step. It's, it's almost like where, now that you're finding your way, like a new thought process or whatever it is that you, you wanted to do, how do you even begin to tap back into those passions? I mean, I heard you say you were, uh, thinking about like, you were, you've already decided that you wanted to kind of tap into some of that. But if you can name like one step, like this is the next step I'm going to take, what would it be? Sometimes I feel like relaxing might be one. I don't know. Like I'm going to relax. And as I don't know about you, but when I relax, guys, I think a lot more clearer. Creativity starts flowing a lot more. Maybe that's the first step. I would say be still, be quiet mm-hmm. and pray and wait for God to lead your steps because life was leading my steps before. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I believe that sometimes you just have to step back and um, reevaluate what has been driving you all of these years. Yeah. And you talk about building legacy. I think that this is, um, it's a continuing, it's like a work in progress. Wow. A legacy, there is no end. You can continue to build and to build and to build as long as you're alive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe in what's called a legacy letter something that you can leave behind for your family based on your experiences and the things that you've gone through in your life. Um, Starting with the work, the dedication, the work ethic, that was only just a small piece of a legacy. Now it's time to move on. What other things can we add to the legacy toolbox? What else can you pass along? You know, like Shonda was saying, getting our finances in order, learning to those are things that you can put in that legacy toolbox. Mm-hmm. So as long as you are alive, I think you should be recording these things, putting them down, communicating these mm-hmm. on a legacy letter. You know, I think that's pretty deep. I don't know about you guys, but like the legacy toolbox, I feel like that's something that's everybody. Maybe we can start creating those legacy toolboxes. Yeah, and, I you think know, that's place super it, yeah, cool. You yeah. place it in the kitchen or something, and every time you have an idea of what you want to leave your family, you just place a little note, put it in a box, legacy toolbox. 
That is good stuff, Karen. I agree. Mm-hmm. In this current economic climate and looking forward as a parent, we must not only steward our money correctly, but we also have to become better stewards of our children to help and, you know, build those gifts that God has placed in them. This requires us to not just leave the learning in the hands of the school they attend, but for us to be more hands-on in the teaching of business building and Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial principles while they're young to continue strengthening and building those strong financial pillars in our families that will eventually transcend to the generations to come. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I was watching this TikTok. Actually, it's kind of viral. I don't know if it's a TikTok or Instagram, but it's a young girl. And her father is teaching her something very similar to that through, um, I think she's doing like drop shipping or something. I'm not sure exactly the business, but some of you guys out there might know um, what, I've, what I'm talking about. But it's interesting because on her phone, it shows the amount of money in which comes in every day or, you know, that she's making every day, that income amount. And so she came out of school one day and she looked at her phone to see how much money had come in for that moment or whatever. And she looked at it and it was like $500. So she was like, every day she makes $500. She said, man, I make more money than the teachers do. And I was just like, what? So she's in school learning and her father has already taught her about having residual income and, and things of that nature. And she's only in like elementary school. Yeah, I just so thought that was important. just so, yeah, it's yes. so important because it's already embedded in her head. Yes. And she's got to be like maybe 12, 12. I don't right. know if that's elementary. Forgive mm-hmm. me if it's not any 12 years out there but she's got to be like 12 years old or something of that nature and she's already understanding finances she's already understanding residual income and that you know you don't have to like once you get it set up you don't have to work as hard to have that income coming in she's at school she's not in there working on her money she's in school you know so i just thought that was super important it's a way to kind of um also you know just continue to live leave a legacy that mindset Mm -hmm. I think that's something that is important as well. Um, I do want to ask the closing question that I ask in every podcast, especially during this um, Love Like Jesus challenge. So the question is, what are some practical ways that we can begin leaving a legacy for the generations after us and stabilizing the root of our financial issues? So here at Legacy Builders, we um, we push, you know, the need to invest as a family in real estate, land, and then utilizing simple financial tools such as insurance uh, to build your own family bank. Okay. Okay. Um, I do want to add something. Um, I am. I do believe in the legacy letter that I spoke of earlier, mm-hmm. and oh, okay. um, you know, it's actually a written document mm-hmm. to your family before you depart. Okay. Um, it includes personal history, life memories, your accomplishments your career successes, religious views, personal values, dreams for the future, and even down to family recipes. These are items that can be placed in your toolbox. And basically, you know, if there isn't a right or wrong way to create a legacy um, that you leave for your loved ones, you're just trying to, you know, capture the important elements in your life in a format that you can share with others. Wow. Yeah, I definitely think that's pretty cool. I think of a time capsule when I think of that. Mm-hmm. It's very that much similar, good. right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's super exciting to hear uh, all that you guys have spoken of today. I love having to spend this time with you guys. You guys are phenomenal. You guys are my family. I can call on you at any time. You guys are always there for me. 
Y'all need people. Y'all need people like my my people. Get your people. Some people like my people. Let's be people. <laughs> but it's been phenomenal. Um, we love you too, Maya. Yes, Aww. yes. Hopefully, we can do this again. Uh, Refine Nationers, give it up once again for Shonda Farmer as well as Karen Poole. We definitely enjoyed them coming through today. We definitely expect to maybe have them on again. Uh, maybe we'll do like a quarterly thing or something and just talk finances and legacy. But whatever it is, I do thank you for taking time to come out to the Refine Nation Station. Uh, any closing remarks? before we go today. I think we're good to go. <laughs> All right, then. If nothing more, I hope you guys have a blessed night. And we out. We both like. <laughs> so let's take this Love Like Jesus challenge and leave a legacy. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow for more upcoming content. You can find Refine Nation Station on any podcast platform where you listen to your audio podcast. Also, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, now is always a good time. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you. And guess what? I do too. Be blessed.